0: This is episode 2105 of your daily guided meditation. How are you doing today? How is your challenge coming along? Your truth quest. This is an important challenge. In fact, I hope you continue with this truth quest ongoing, even after this series, where you really take a hard look at whether or not you are being truthful in your thoughts in your actions and in your words and consider how others are being truthful to you and when you think about truth many people will think that truth means being very honest whether or not it is harmful I have a friend and I really like this friend but she's very proud of being brutally honest to people. She thinks that this is really doing something good to be honest to the point where it's painful for the person. And I find this to be a barrier in our relationship because I don't want to really expose myself to some of her brand of brutal honesty that might really hurt me emotionally at a time when I'm vulnerable. In fact, this kind of brutal honesty is really a fatal flaw. It is something that's not going to bring you closer to people. It's not even going to help someone. It's actually going to deeply wound someone. People need to be ready for the truth. And sometimes people need to be on their own journey where you might notice that there's some glaring truth staring them in the face, but they're not ready for it. There might be so many other things going on in someone's life that they need to take their time to unravel all the different truths in their life. So think about this in regard to others that you might want to be brutally honest with. Now sometimes it's important to be honest with someone if something really harmful is going to happen or continue if you don't tell them something. Maybe someone is betraying them or harming them and they might need to know about that. But if you're simply sharing some truth that the person isn't really ready to hear and it could really hurt them, that's not ahimsa, which is what we explored in last week's series, the first yama of non-violence, loving kindness, saying, doing, and acting in ways that don't harm people. So you can see how the Yamas flow together, and this is what Pantanjali wanted when he was creating the Yoga Sutras, this lifestyle for how to act and how to behave, that's going to enhance your experience in the world and others as they spend their own experiences in the world with you. And while we are on the subject of the Yoga Sutras, which come from india pantanjali was a great indian sage many of you i know are on the path of yoga or at least embarking on it and learning about it if you're here meditating and so i'll mention something that many people confuse and that has to do with karma karma is similar to thinking about what comes around goes around so if something bad happens to you well that must just mean that you have bad karma you must have done something wrong in another lifetime or some time during the current life you're living And I want to mention this because I hear it so often at yoga and meditation conferences and I always really cringe at how harmful this thought is. It's not that karma is anything harmful, depending on if you believe in karma. It's just such a widespread notion in yoga and meditation for many people that I do want to bring it up. And I'll share with you an example from another friend who was really excited. She's really exploring yoga and meditation and getting into all the philosophies. And she told me when I got into a car accident a few years ago, I was stopped at a stoplight and someone rammed into me at full speed and it was a pretty bad accident and I, I was injured. And she calls me up and she said, well, that's just karma. You deserved it. And I've heard this so often that I want to mention it to you. When somebody is injured or something harmful happens, who's to say that it was really all that bad? I became so much more Deeply involved in my yoga ritual because that I found was the way that I was able to relieve my back pain. And not only that, but it allowed me to explore so many other aspects of my life that in the end, I am not happy for the accident, but the lessons that I learned were amazing so who's to say that something is really good or bad I know there's a popular story that goes along with karma and that is also a story that's popular even in the Bible I believe it's where someone's son breaks a leg and The village people say, oh, you just have such bad luck. And the farmer in this case says, well, maybe. And then there's a big war, and there's a draft where all the young men in the village are drafted to go to war. And many of them are killed. And the farmer whose son had a broken leg wasn't drafted. And so people were saying, oh, you're just so blessed. You're so fortunate. And the farmer says, "Mm, maybe. And then there's a long string of successive events that happen that people in the village think, Oh, that was terrible. And the farmer continues to say, Well, maybe. And then some good things happen and everyone says, Oh, you're so lucky. You're so fortunate. And this goes on for years where the farmer's just even keel he embraces whatever happens to him in a neutral way and the village people are all in an uproar whenever something good or bad happens and so they're stressed to the max when something bad happens they're exuberant and feeling even a little superior like they earned it if something good happens and. The moral of this tale is that things are pretty neutral. We really don't know if something is good or bad. Sometimes bad things can be the best thing that happened to you. And it can take years to reach this realization. But when you become more neutral with the gifts as well as the challenges and lessons that you come across during your life you'll find that you don't have so many emotional spikes and you're able to really see the truth around you so is something bad karma or good karma or you're being blessed by god or you're being punished well it really depends on how you perceive the things that happen to you. If you keep your hope and you keep your faith, then you'll find that throughout your life, you're able to manage whatever comes your way. And this is the purpose of the yamas. So we're at the second yama satya. Truth. Does it mean to be brutally honest? No, it doesn't. It means to act with loving-kindness, ahimsa, non-violence, non-harm. So when you consider the events happening around the world, are they bad? Maybe. Are they good? Maybe. See what happens, we don't know yet, just go about your life doing the best you can, trusting that you have everything you need within you to manage whatever comes your way, when you keep your faith and your hope, and when you live with peace in your heart, in your thoughts, in your actions, in your words, regardless of turmoil that may be going on around you, regardless of everything is just beautiful and happy around you. Keep your peace, make your peace something within you that's unshakable, that isn't controlled by outside events. So as you settle yourself down and get ready to meditate today, you have a breathing technique, one of the most powerful ways to help you feel more at peace with yourself, your breath Is one of your most intimate sacred functions of your body the rhythm and flow of your breath so to calm yourself to get back into that place of peace just focus on your breath throughout your day that's all you have to do check in your breath is inextricably linked to your emotional state So check in throughout your day and just notice if you need to calm your thoughts a little more using ahimsa, satya, looking at non-violence, non-harm, and also the truth. It may take some time for the truth to evolve, but it's there. It's patience and keeping your faith and your hope and... Focusing on peace. So sit down at this moment and close your eyes, keeping them slightly elevated upward. Relax your face. Soften your jaw. And relax your throat and your neck. Relax your shoulders, relax your heart, and pause for a moment, and rest your heart, let it relax, you're okay right now, you're doing the best thing you could do for yourself today, Now relax your hands and your arms. Relax your stomach, allowing it to soften and hang outward. And relax your hips. Feel yourself grounded where you're seated. Relax your thighs and your knees. Soften your calves. Relax your feet. Beautiful. Doesn't that feel so nice? A wave of peace and relaxation washing over you. Begin to notice your breath. and exhale through your nose. Not forcing your breath to be calm, just breathe naturally. Always allow yourself to slow down at your own pace. Honor your emotions. Now with your next inhale, as you inhale, calm your thoughts, consciously calm your thoughts. Notice the thoughts you're thinking and just let them be, allow them to calm down. As you exhale, Listen to your truth. What's trying to happen right now? What's trying to happen in your world? Just listen. Sometimes that's the most important thing we can do is to listen. As you inhale again, calm your thoughts. Exhale, listen to your truth. You might not know the truth yet, it might not yet be revealed to you, but trust in the truth. Inhale and calm your thoughts. As you exhale, listen to your truth. Trust the process of truth. The truth is, it's not created. It's simply there, it's eternal. Now, as you continue, to sit in stillness think about something that might be heavy on your heart or your mind and see if you can settle your restless thoughts allowing the situation to unfold as it may allowing yourself patience and time to see the truth knowing that it's there knowing that the best thing is to live in peace each day live with peace sharing it in your thoughts your actions and your words you are so worth slowing down for